welcome to a podcast for Redefined Sisters. We are a discipling community of women flourishing in faith and redefined by the gospel. Our deepest desire is to equip women to be deeply rooted in the word of God and live in community with one another. Hi, ladies. Welcome back to the Redefined Sisters podcast. And to begin, we have a fun question. What is your favorite dessert to bake? Do you like hot cider or cocoa? And what is your most cherished fall memories, Emily? I would say my favorite dessert to bake is pumpkin bread. I would definitely choose hot apple cider, especially when we're picking pumpkins as a family. And then the reason why I love baking or the reason why I love pumpkin bread and baking pumpkin bread is because my mom and I actually um, did that growing up together and we would deliver it to our neighbors. So I've loved carrying on this fun and sweet family memory. What about you? Well, that pumpkin bread sounds absolutely delicious. It is very yummy. Well, my favorite dessert to make is probably pumpkin snickerdoodle cookies and peanut butter cheesecake because we are a cheesecake family. I enjoy cider, especially when I'm at the orchard with my family. We have a really big orchard about 20 to 30 minutes from our house. And some of my favorite memories around this season would be bonfires and pumpkin carving. Yeah, that's a really good one. I like the pumpkin snickerdoodle cookies and then the bonfires. Definitely something to do in the fall season. Yeah, my dad would make chili over the bonfire in like really old cast iron. So that was always delicious. That's really neat. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, it was fun when I was younger. And I love pumpkin snickerdoodles. They are actually a little bit more moist than regular cookies. Sorry if you don't like that word. That's the easiest way to describe it. Yeah, yeah. But um, it has a better texture, in my opinion. Yeah, it sounds really, really good. Yeah, I think the I'm about to have two horses, so I think the bonfire would scare the horses, but... Um... That's possible. <laughs> well, welcome to our new series. This fall, we will be reading through the Bible together. We actually have a monthly reading calendar that helps you follow along with us and live studies together to dig deeper within our Facebook discipleship community. So we hope that you'll head over there after you listen to this episode. And yes, we even cover those difficult chapters and passages. Join us for a beautiful conversation over Joshua. So pour a cup of coffee or tea, grab your journal and join us as we begin a new series. This will be perfect for any woman, so listen along anytime, anywhere. I, Jordan, will be your host, joined by my dear friend, Emily. Hi, ladies. Welcome. And she is also the founder of Redefined Sisters. We are thankful for you and your gracious support of this ministry and podcast, so thank you for tuning in. We have a special gift for you during the month of October, so use the code PODCAST10 on our scripture notebook and coffee mug as a bundle. Thank you again for your gracious support. 
Our hope and prayer through this series is that you will see and behold the beauty of reading through scripture with us, but also be able to identify key themes see through the Bible, creation, fall, redemption, and consummation, as they will be brought into focus for you in both the Old and New Testaments. We are reading from the CSB, the NASB, and Emily's Study Bible, the ESB. And before we dive into this episode, we want to provide you with some tips for studying your Bible. This week, let's chat about interpretation. This helpful tip might be to cross-reference other passages that are related to verses that you are studying. You can oftentimes look in the margins of most English Bibles, and this is a 2023 resource from Bayou City Fellowship. And lastly, a couple great resources from our last few episodes to familiarize yourself with is netbible.org and my personal favorite, thebluelletterbible.org. And we will link these in the description box for you. And Emily, would you like to begin for us? Yes. So let's go ahead and uh, turn to Joshua 15. And I'm going to break these passages down into smaller bite-sized pieces with some key words. And this process is called observation. So I know the importance here is looking at the Hebrew, but I wanted to do a search at, in Merriam-Webster to see what the word lot meant. And your translation may say lot or allotment, but lot for their definition is a portion of land, a measured parcel having fixed boundaries. And I really love that definition because I will talk more about this when I get down to that portion where we're going to talk about boundaries because the word border is repeated 13 times. So I really feel like Joshua, most likely the author, is communicating something very, very important. Um, so we're going to talk about that more. But the concept of blessing in the Old Testament is the Hebrew word barak, to kneel or to bless. So I'm going to read in my encyclopedia of Bible words, um, because I thought this was super helpful. And then we'll jump in specifically to each verse that I have highlighted. So God is the source of all blessing. The psalmist in Psalm 512 says, God not only gives life, but also enriches life. We are dependent on the Lord. The Old Testament believers saw God as the source of blessing within a unique relationship. The creator who gave and sustains life enters into a covenant relationship with Abraham and his descendants. So the covenant he committed himself to bless them, but the covenant had to be accepted by faith. And each succeeding generation and blessing was found in obedience to a way of life that God later laid down on the cross. So even, you know, as Moses was speaking to the people, he says, I'm setting before you today a blessing and a curse, reinstating God's law. The blessing if you obey the commands of the Lord that I'm giving you and the curse if you disobey by turning away from the Lord and following other gods. So this truth reinstated in Deuteronomy is basic to the Old Testament concept of blessing. The abundant life enriched by God is to be found in the Lord and experienced as we live this way. So that just kind of helps us have kind of a deeper understanding there. So verse one in chapter 15 says, now the lot 
for the tribe of the sons of Judah, according to their families, reached the borders of Edom, southward to the wilderness of Sin, at the extreme south. We're going to go to verse 13. Now he gave to Caleb, the son of Jephaniah, a portion among the sons of Judah, according to the command of the Lord to Joshua. And I'm going to go down to verse 19. Then she said, give me a blessing. Since you have given me the land of the Negev, give me also springs of water. So he gave her the upper springs and the lower springs. So jumping back to verse 13, that's talking about portion. Verse 19 uh, is talking about blessing. So, you know, what came to my mind is um, Jacob, you know, wrestling with God and receiving a blessing. And so that's kind of when God changed his name to Israel. So that's when I read that. That's kind of what popped into my mind. Verse 20, inheritance. So this is the inheritance of the tribe of the sons of Judah, according to their families. And then, like I said, the word border was repeated 13 times. So we're going to talk a little bit more about that later on. But I want to jump to verse 63, because it's very, very important to our understanding of this passage. Now, as for the Jebusites, the inhabitants of Jerusalem, the sons of Judah, could not drive them out. So the Jebusites live with the sons of Judah at Jerusalem until this day. So Israel's unfaithful heart in not driving out the Jebusites is actually very important. They were a remnant of the Canaanite tribes. God actually commanded Joshua to remove when the Israelites invaded and inhabited the promised land. And so as you can see, when they weren't obedient to the Lord, there's actually going to be more conflict and more war because they did not drive out this people group. So I'm going to read in Genesis 10, 16. And then I'll jump to a few other passages that will help us understand this. Genesis 10, 16, and the Jebusite and the Amorite and the Girgashite. And this is, this chapter is the descendants of Noah. So just to kind of bring it into context a little bit. So Deuteronomy chapter 20, verses 17 through 18, but you shall utterly destroy them, the Hittite and the Amorite the Canaanite and the Perizzite, the Hivite and the Jebusite, as the Lord your God has commanded you, so that they may not teach you to do according to all their detestable things which they have done for their gods, so that you would sin against the Lord your God. So it's really hard, and my pastor was talking about this on Sunday, but it's really hard when you're tempted to sin to say, oh, you know what? It's not going to affect me. I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. No, you have to like completely remove that sin. So in order for the Israelites to stay pure to the Lord, the Lord wanted them to remove these other um, tribes from among them so they could be pure in their conduct, in their heart posture towards him. Because the influences that we are around are very important because they draw us away from the Lord. So we have to be mindful of that. I'm going to read Ezra 9. I'm going to read in verses 1 through 2 and then 5 and 6 because there's a really beautiful prayer of confession. And so I wanted to read a couple of verses from that. But 
Now, when these things had been completed, the princes approached me, saying, The people of Israel and the priests and the Levites have not separated themselves from the peoples of the lands. According to their abominations, those of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Jebusites, the Ammonites, the Moabites, the Egyptians, and the Amorites, for they have taken some of their daughters as wives for themselves and for their sons, so that the holy race has intermingled with the peoples of the land. Indeed, the hands of the princes and the rulers have been foremost in this unfaithfulness. This prayer of confession in verses 5 through 6 now. But at the evening offering, I arose from my humiliation, even with my garment and my robe torn, and I fell on my knees and stretched out my hands to the Lord my God. And I said, oh, my God, I am ashamed and embarrassed to lift up my face to you, my God, for our iniquities have risen above our heads and our guilt has grown even to the heavens. Ladies, I think the most important thing to remember here is that the Lord is quick to forgive. He is ready to forgive. He is the father that waited for the prodigal son to return. He is the father that that the other son that was still at home with his father um, when he was unhappy that the father embraced this other younger son who squandered all his possessions, his heart was not in the right place either. And so we need the Lord to really give us eyes to see the sin in our life, to see um, the dangers that it is, is presenting as we as we try to walk with God, we can't have sin in our life. And so we will still sin this side of eternity, but we need the Lord to forgive us, to heal us, to help us and to live in obedience to him. And so hopefully that gives a good understanding of Joshua 15 as we cross-reference some other passages. I'm going to read our redefined definition. I love giving um, just a working understanding of what we're studying. So blessing is the abundant life offered to us in Christ, enriched by God the Father and sustained through the power of the Spirit. The abundance offered to us is eternal life, a loving relationship that has saved and redeemed our broken lives. So a question, and we will also talk about this question later in our application, but how can we live in right relationship with God this week and faithfully walk in the boundaries he has set for ultimate flourishing and good? Now, Jordan, do you want to go through some key verses for us? Yeah, absolutely. Afterwards, I'm going to go through a couple other verses on blessings that are strictly in the New Testament. So we are going to focus on verse one. Now the allotment for the tribe of the descendants of Judah by their clans was in the southernmost region, south to the wilderness of Zin and over to the border of Edom. Next, we're going to turn to verse five. Now the eastern border was along the Dead Sea to the mouth of the Jordan. The border on the north side was from the Bay of the Sea at the mouth of the Jordan. Next, we're going to read verses 12 through 14. Now the western border was the coastline of the Mediterranean Sea. This was the boundary of the descendants of Judah around their clans. He gave Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the following portion among the descendants of Judah based on the Lord's instruction to Joshua, Kiriath Araba, that is Hebron. Arba was the father of 
Anak. Caleb drove out from there the three sons of Anak, Seshai, Ahiman, and Talman, descendants of Anak. And then we are going to go down to 17 through 19. So Othniel, son of Caleb's brother, Kenaz, captured it, and Caleb gave his daughter Akash to him as a wife. When she arrived, she persuaded Othniel to ask her father for a field. As she got off her donkey, Caleb asked her, what can I do for you? She replied, give me a blessing since you have given the land of Negev. Give me the springs also. So he gave her the upper and lower springs. And we're going to go right into verse 20. This was the inheritance of the tribe of the descendants of Judah by their clans. And then we are going to turn to verse 63. But the descendants of Judah could not drive out the Jebusites who lived in Jerusalem. So the Jebusites still live in Jerusalem among the descendants of Judah today. So from verses 21 through 62, there are so many different tribal families that are listed that we highly encourage you to open up your Bible to Joshua 15 in whatever translation that you have and see it for yourself so you can get your own visual representation of it just because there are so many listed. Okay, so we are actually going to turn to the New Testament and read some verses on blessings. We are first going to turn to Matthew chapter 5 and we are going to read verses 2 through 12. We actually read this little section in a previous episode, but it's so good that I wanted to read it again. So then he began to teach them saying, blessed are the poor in spirit for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. Blessed are those who mourn for they will be comforted. Blessed are the humble for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. You are blessed when they insult you and persecute you and falsely say every kind of evil against you because of me. Be glad and rejoice, because your reward is great in heaven. For that is how they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Next, we are going to turn to Romans chapter 15, verse 29. I know that when I come to you, I will come in the fullness of the blessing of Christ. And I'm actually going to go down further. Now I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, through our Lord Jesus Christ, and through the love of the Spirit to strive together in me in prayers to God on my behalf. Pray that I may be rescued from the unbelievers in Judea, that my ministry to Jerusalem may be acceptable to the saints, and that by God's will I may come to you with joy and be refreshed together with you. May the God of peace be with you. May the God of peace be with all of you. Amen. 
Next, we're going to turn to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. Blessed is the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavens in Christ. And lastly, we're going to turn to Philippians chapter 4, verse 19. And my God will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Now our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. So, and this process is called interpretation. So you may need to look up all of the verses that we read today and the ones that I read in the New Testament in different translations of the Bible to get a deeper understanding of the author's intent in writing, which would be Joshua in this case, and then to dig deeper into its context. So Emily, would you like to discuss our application points for us? Yes. So first and foremost, we have an inheritance, a portion and blessing in Christ Jesus. Secondly, God sets the boundaries. Our response is obedience, or rather it perfectly should be. What does obedience in this season look like for you? And resolve to not compare yourself to the woman next to you. And then lastly, how can we live in right relationship with God this week and faithfully walk in the boundaries he has set for our flourishing and good? I love those. Thank you for reading those, Emily. Absolutely. Well, thank you for joining us, sister. We hope you will delight in God's word with us this fall as we read through scripture together. A new episode will be released bi-weekly for you ladies. Enjoy a wonderful October in the Lord. Bye, ladies. Bye. Hey, sister. So earlier in this episode, when we were talking about the Hebrew word for blessing, it's actually pronounced Bayrak. So we wanted to give you a better understanding of how to pronounce this, especially this biblical name. Um, so it can be kind of confusing to pronounce names in the Bible um, when, you know, especially when you're looking at the, the Hebrew root of the word. So we wanted to provide you with this understanding and um, we hope you have a blessed October, sister. Bye. Thank you for listening. To continue the conversation with us, join our free membership community at www.facebook.com slash groups slash redefined sisters. We cannot wait to connect with you.